Okay, so hey, it's a mailbag episode. You, our listeners, have mailbag. <laughs> <laughs> have mailbag. Uh, responded to our requests for uh, mail delivered by the United States Postal Service, and we are now going to read it on air. Yeah, what better after defending the Postal Service's honor than to use them to get yeah. a letter from a Okay, so listeners. here's a letter that was typewritten and folded, trifolded and put in an envelope and sent. Uh, it says, Jessica and Dean. Oh, this is confusing. <laughs> it is grossly insensitive of the city of Bothell and its residents for you to take the BLM stance you have in the windows of your craft business. I never thought of uh, podcasting as a craft business, but I'll take it. That's exactly what it is. We're craftspeople. Yeah, I'll take it. We're craftspeople. Okay, Officer Shoup would be alive today if not for the actions of Washington, uh, which occurred, not the state, this is referring to a person, which occurred less than 500 feet from your store. Um, The the writer, (laughs) the listener, seems to be referring to the death of a Bothell police officer, Mm -hmm. um, at the hands of another Bothell police officer um, <laughs> who, like, uh, swept across his partner while wildly firing his gun in fear <laughs> at the person that they pulled over. Yeah. Uh, the, the um, what yeah. In just amazing typical fashion, I'm sure wildly missing the person he was shooting at, but shooting his partner directly oh. in the fucking head. No, point blank, <laughs> in the, right bla- in the blasting head. his brains all over their cruiser, <laughs> wildly firing at someone they didn't even hit, who, um, who they yeah. pulled over for. I for, I think it was like expired tabs or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, and who was probably it seems having some kind of crisis. Um. Uh, and was approaching a approaching their cruiser allegedly. Um, yeah, and I mean, uh, yeah, I heard one of the funnier things that's happened this year. I mean, it legitimately, I laughed for probably. Oh my god, it was so when, great when you were telling me this story about him sweeping across. I just couldn't fucking. Literally, they're dying. both sitting side by side yeah. in the front of a of Bothell cop cruiser, and the guy in the passenger seat just like wildly firing through yeah. the windshield while sitting in the his window. car which is what's so funny about it. so lazy from the beginning it's and so then fucking lazy just fucking ru- just blows the skull of his partner <laughs> apart just just tracking just, across the car completely just, completely lost it in his mind that there's another guy sitting right fucking next to him and i want to imagine that guy is turning his head to face his partner going no <laughs> right as his partner like i'm pretty sure that other guy was also firing wildly out the window it's just yeah. he didn't have his partner between him and and the phantom he was shooting at so yeah um real uh, reno 911 shit uh, officer shoop uh a good cop <laughs> Yo, <laughs> debatable <laughs> No, 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 that's the dead one. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. The one who shot his partner, maybe he is the one good cop. Yeah, n- well, I'm Officer Shoop is a good cop. Uh, <laughs> he's a good cop now. <laughs> he is now a good cop. Um, okay, wait, where did, I, where did I leave off here? Okay. Um, BLM means many things, depending on who you ask. From social services that some believe they are due, which nobody else receives, to, wait, the, wait, hold on. to the killing of black, of blacks by every race, including their own, to an excuse to loot and cause ruin. Uh, it's actually, you can't complain about getting murdered if the person shares your skin tone who shot you, I guess. But, but uh, fuck that stupid thing, because that's, that's the, the black and black violence bullshit that all the right wingers bring out. The services that nobody else has. What do you think they mean by like reparations? Or, or, They're talking about how we do reparations in America, and they and this person, our listener, as a white person, doesn't doesn't get that bread that all the well, all they, the blacks do. They have not been listening to our show <laughs> and our motto of "Get that bread." Yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Honestly, you know what, listener, dear listener, you should. You know what? 
writing a letter like this to uh, we're not the fucking managers of mm-hmm. America or BLM. Don't write us. Go out in the street, protest. Yeah, yeah. Against reparations. Uh yeah. if you want to hold signs in the air, say, you know, you deserve that bread too. Get that bread, listener. Demand uh loyal reparations listener. for being Irish. Uh <laughs> you've been mocked. You've been mocked with your Mr. Potato Head dolls for too long, you know. It's uh you you need that money back. Uh if you feel so strongly about it, how about moving your business to Seattle's Capitol Hill? In case you were confused about what Capitol Hill. <laughs> Storefronts have just become available. Don't expect your business to be wildly popular in Bothell. We don't like the killing of police officers by other police officers. Yeah, I was about to say. Apparently they do. The cops won't stop doing it. Yeah, we don't like that around here. The knowledge of it should bother you. Instead, you have talked yourself into thinking that a BLM position is something you ought to put out there. Not here, where the killing of a police officer is so fresh and close. Close. Again, the killing of a police officer... By another cop. By another cop. By his own partner. Just astonishing that we're leaving this out Amazing. over and over again. Ama- no, but I mean, they've... They're like, listen, but if you're a fucking, you know, Blue Lives Matter, MAGA, authoritarian shithead, like... You accept, I mean, implicitly, if you're against Black Lives Matter, if this is really like getting your hackles up, you're implicitly saying, no, like the violence of the status quo is legitimate, right? And like people are just going to die. Like the fact that we've killed seven, cops have killed 700 people in America this year alone is like, no, that's the, that's just because, you know, when you try to do justice, when you try to maintain order in the streets, people are going to get hurt. And that's the fault of the criminal class that you're that is yeah. getting shot at, and thus when things go wrong in a tense situation, and mm-hmm. another one cop blows another cop's skull apart, a la <laughs> fucking Pulp Fiction in a car, <laughs> like, <laughs> dude, it is, it is that, oh, it man. is that. Um, yeah, you would get a sandwich later. <laughs> Uh, just like totally painting the inside of this car pink like um like they're like yeah well that's the fault of the black criminal yeah yeah Uh, who was pulled who who, uh, you know at a traffic stop yeah yeah um the idea of the firing wildly while still belted into your passenger seat of the car that is built in that that's gonna happen. You can't. Nothing so, you can do about that. Can I, can I tell you? This? So of course. So you know. I, as you may know, I am from Bothell. Uh, <laughs> Isis Colin, our yep. long lost uh, podcast co-host. Um, so when I was having this, my mother called me. This is now weeks ago or something. Like it's like a month ago. Mm. My mother called me and was like, "Because uh, I was," she's like, um, "You're not out there." in these out there in these protests are you um and i was like of course i am i'm i'm throwing molotov cocktails at cops daily what are you what are you talking about <laughs> so she calls me and i end up i have this fucking awful hour and a half long uh conversation with my mother who i i have no like emotional investment uh, investment in convincing of anything or like who i, I frankly i don't really like her um <laughs> But um, well, we've already come on this show of saying that telling people to like that they have to convince their parents of shit. That's stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah whatever. Okay. Um, but <laughs> she's saying she's like again. She you know is coming back with all the boil again. This is just like a person who just lived a very sort of life in a bubble. It's just a suburban white person who doesn't really have any idea what America is really about. Just a a very conservative mm-hmm. evangelical religious Republican. Um, and so coming back with like all the like tropes, right? The basic shit, like, well, you know, being a cop is re- is dangerous, you know, yeah. like blow. And I'm like and Greg, just and I start wrong, laughing, wrong. And like, listen, I start <laughs> explaining, like, listen, it's literally like statistically one of the safest like non like office jobs in America. Mm-hmm. Basically, the only way they ever get hurt is uh in traffic accidents yeah, that no. they cause. Blah 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 blah. And my mother, I love this is so perfect because she's like, oh, you know, she lived in Bothell for she's moved out of there, but she lived in Bothell for thirty fucking years, and is like, so naturally she had heard 
a Bothell police officer was just shot and killed like four days ago. And I'm like, I'm just like, ah, yes, yes, this is so good. Everyone's like, while a present so, lands in your lap. So I'm like, so, mom, mom, you heard about the fact that a, so here I'm like trying to drop all this knowledge on you. You've got all these dumb tropes in your head. I'm correcting one after the other. Let Observe here. You are aware, you, just some suburban lady who now lives a hundred fucking miles from Bothell, somehow you have heard that a Bothell cop was killed did you hear that he was killed by another oh no you didn't hear that part <laughs> that part of the message didn't get to you yeah totally unaware that that dumb fuck was shot by his idiot partner his training officer actually <laughs> oh shit yeah no the, the, story, the new cop was a, like a rookie and he was better. out on like a yeah, like yeah. a like a training drive like and the, it was his training officer was next to him and, and painted the interior of their cruiser with, with his brains. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit. And my mom's like, what? Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Fucking. <laughs> so fucking good. There's more. Th I've only read half of this fucking thing. Every person of every race decides for themselves what kind of person they are going to be. All right. Well, you know what they don't decide? Dear listener, what kind of society they're going to live in? Uh, yeah, yeah I was going to say, hard to, hard to see how this uh, applies to any part of this letter, but continue. I like so that this person isn't even claiming not to be a racist, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I, I am In every race, <laughs> in every race, all are not millionaires and all are not homeless. You can make something of yourself if you want to, or mire in the lowest levels of existence with no trace of humanity. Oh, so you've you've nailed it there. Uh, the poor have no humanity. I, if I lived in Bothell, I don't think I'd be telling people, you know, you can make it if you wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, oh, that's the dream for these people. Yeah. Um, Washington, uh, uh, I, I, this okay. I don't want to. I don't even want to read what these. What this piece of shit is saying about this specific human being. Hang yeah, on. Yeah, I think we can skip his uh, uh, discussion of the victim here. Oh, God. Okay. On the other hand, see, I said that because this person was talking about this guy who, like, whose yeah. name is not but. But now this is now so heinous, the next sentence, that I am going to read it. Because it is, it is listening to what this piece of shit is saying about another human being. But one who um, is because has become a national and global symbol. So I'm gonna let I'm gonna. Um, holy shit! George Floyd was a criminal, passing fake twenty dollar bills and killed himself with a lethal dose of fentanyl that he was trying to hide. Okay, all right. I mean, maybe I shouldn't have even. I mean. Well, this is just this is just getting sick. It wouldn't have come to the attention of police if he wasn't immersed in illegal activity. Jesus Christ. So this is a guy who was, as we all know, like a convenience store clerk suspected yeah. that he passed a bad twenty. Which, first of all, anyone can do. There's not much there's not much counterfeiting of American bills in America, but yeah. they're out there, you could pass a, a bad twenty. Um Forget being, but I mean, forget. The, well, they, if my mother or this wretched shit stain yeah. accidentally passed a bad twenty or purposely did, they wouldn't be dead right now. Yeah. Well, you know? the thing is, too, is it's it's very forget innocent until proven guilty. Well, it's it's very similar of you know the shooting in Ferguson stuff, where the thing is uh, Michael Brown, where it's like whatever uh, criminal record or supposed crimes, which always turn out to be bullshit down the road. Uh, that you want to bring up about this person, the cop in the moment sure as fuck didn't know about it. So what the fuck are you talking about? Again, completely, yeah. completely pointless to the conversation. Yeah, exactly, yeah. It's, it's literally just, you know, to make you feel better about why you're so happy that this guy died. You know, like, that, yeah. you know, for this writer, right? But, I mean, fucking disgusting. Oh, this is great. This is just totally nonsense. This is just, like, listing the things that come to your head. The, new th the noose <laughs> at the racetrack was bullshit. But we all had to put on a big display of sentiment to try and make the offended feel better. This is a reference to NASCAR, which yeah. says a lot right there. What also, and it's like, what a right and turn. their butt hurt. What a right turn. This person 
is butthurt not about like oh yeah oh well listen i wasn't a fan of hanging the noose in the black na- nascar drivers like garage at, mm-hmm. at a track either but uh oh god we all had to pretend we gave a shit <laughs> i mean this is amazing god i love bothel um the taunting and video recording of police officers for a paycheck serves the blm purpose but not the purpose of the police protecting the public, which includes all races. Oh, it sure does. Uh, <laughs> does it include the the ones with no trace of humanity, to quote a phrase? Yeah. Everybody seems to know the purpose of police except the BLM movement. For peace and prosperity, oh, we're getting to the prescriptive oh, okay. uh, got it, got it. section here. For peace I was worried this was just going to be complaints. Yeah, for peace and prosperity, one may wish to think about fitting in around here rather than sticking it out there and being grossly insensitive it's not a grade school popularity contest we do not like your blm position your neighbors in bothell well i like to think that all the bothell residents collectively got together and wrote this in crown to say yeah that. But uh, for Jan and Dean, who own whatever business this is, uh, <laughs> I think that you guys should give the cop who uh, shot the other cop a discount. Yeah, <laughs> like, seriously. As long as he keeps shooting cops, we'll give you a discount at our store. You guys should get a parade. Uh, holy Bothell, shit. I mean, if you don't know, like, Bothell is, oh, man, it's like an actual, like, old town. Like, mm-hmm. it's as old as seattle it's like a, a barge stop on the sammamish river from like settled in like 1860 or something yeah yeah and uh unlike say like you know like linwood or something yeah yeah um but it's also really close to a, a major metropolitan city like mm-hmm. it's a we- it's a weird place uh anyway it's no surprise that this there's like this kind of i mean fuck it's america well hey Welcome to the show, everybody. So welcome back to the Seattle Sucks podcast. Uh, a little bothel history for you guys out there. And a little peek into the letters that we receive every day. Yeah. Um, send more. Um, yeah. Should we do that? Should we really do a, like a mailbag? Like send in things? I don't know what anyone... It seems absurd to ask like people... like. Well, I got to tell you guys, if you were to mail us a question, letter, or manifesto, manifesto appreciated, uh, we would almost certainly read it. I mean, I, I, there's almost zero chance we wouldn't read it. Well, okay, so, like, if you want your go to five Patreon, seconds of fame. Go to Patreon. For all our Patreon <laughs> listeners, go there, submit your question, comment, um, prompt, or manifesto. Or manifesto you've collected from some other weirdo. Yeah, yeah. Um, we should do an all manifesto episode at some Hell point. Hell yeah! yeah. Uh, I've collected some some pretty good ones, so I don't know if I can find them anymore. But um, uh, so, yeah, I don't know what what that would turn out like. But if there's some like um, I don't know. I guess that's it's crowdsourcing. You come up with the content, folks. Yeah. Let's do that. Maybe we'll do that in the next episode, yeah, or maybe in like two episodes. If we give this some time. Go to patreon comment in the use the comments or send us a message or whatever i don't know how patreon works do something (laughs) and we'll look at it oh i'm supposed to reply with those book recommendations to someone who left a i haven't done it yet but i will um uh yes everyone do that before we record we're probably recording really soon again next it so doesn't matter next one just send it and it eventually will end we'll, up on the we'll show. collate it into a thing yeah into an episode yeah well good wait way to lead in and make that exciting greg um we're back on my boat uh, which is a house <laughs> yes uh, brian has land has discussed. lifted his manufactured home yep. his manufactured double wide and off of uh, shoreline and put it onto a uh, steel barge. 
It's now a houseboat. Yeah, and we're now cruising just outside of Bothell as we give you the sweet content. Um, you know, we're I'm back in town, fresh from uh, that clean Boise air, uh, where uh, all the fires are apparently. <laughs> yeah, I got to see some fires in Yakima. Uh, it's good times out there, guys. So glad to be back in Seattle, where there isn't just a uh, red haze. Uh, around at all times although i'm sure it's coming <laughs> person who cut my hair today was mm-hmm. a yakimaite mm-hmm. they were very sweet and did a very good job i you know you never when you're trying to find a new person got your hair like i never know i never know how to answer like what do you want me to do with your hair i just yeah. say make me look sexy and then i judge them on what happens and then ma- then and they did a good job like it's a very well done haircut but i look like it's show so sh- it's like very short on the sides and i've got this massive covid beard so i look mm-hmm. like a neo like norse pagan nazi <laughs> um which means i gotta i gotta do something with his beard tomorrow um to just like re just rein in the aggressiveness of this look that i've got going mm-hmm. um and hopefully this my hair grows pretty fast so it's fine yeah You're the like- charming gay boy who used to cut my hair for like two years mm-hmm like disappeared at some you know and so i gotta find you know you gotta go through this like the job i don't think pays a ton so people just kind of move on uh whatever they leave it always is kind of uh it's it's yeah it's it's gonna take you like six months to find someone new yeah like i literally just shave my head and trim my beard so like i my hair doesn't even fucking matter honestly like feel a little honestly bryn cut my hair during yeah. the quarantine when and I was I living noticed here that you didn't ask for her to do it again so interesting no I, interesting it honestly it was a it was a great haircut it was the best haircut i've had in a while it was the best like new stylist haircut i should just have Bryn cut my hair all the time because she did great <laughs> job it was great i really genuinely liked it yeah and it was just again with no very little prompting for me it was just like cut my hair yeah and perfect it was perfect it was that, yeah, that is the perfect way to have your hair cut. Is just to, just to say, uh, cut it. And I'd say done. I literally say, make me look sexy every <laughs> time. I've never not said that to a mm-hmm. uh, hairstylist. Yep, that's why Greg is banned from the supercuts. <laughs> but, well. While I was gone blissfully away with my new yeah, wife. Yeah, congratulations. Hiding. Yeah, thank you. Sincere um, uh, congratulations to Bryn and Brian. Uh, yeah. They're now uh, forever attached by, by, by Steel Chain. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So while we were hiding in a cabin, uh, trying not to engage with the world, uh, all sorts of shit happened apparently yeah and uh just keeps that just keeps going down yeah stuff yeah. keeps happening weirdly uh the second i stop engaging it doesn't all stop with me apparently but the the first one that i saw which really made me laugh was an article in the seattle times uh in people's efforts to, you know talking about the budget and defunding spd one of the things they've done is because these are public employees is they've gone and looked at the spd payroll and one person noticed that there's a guy on the SPD payroll who's just a cop, you know, who's not in charge of anything or anything like that, who gets 400, got 400 grand last year, almost all of it in overtime. And uh, wouldn't you know it? Honestly, I, I kind of like this guy. Yeah, wouldn't you know it when the uh, Seattle Times looked into the records of, you know, how could a just regular cop be making 400 plus thousand a year? Uh, it turns out that he was averaging over 80 hours a week in uh, logged hours, and that they found at least six days where he worked more than 24 hours in that day, according to his okay. uh, pay log. Now, <laughs> that, to some people, that might sound fishy, but I'll tell you right now, <laughs> I have worked 25 hours in a single day. I'll also tell you. I did not get paid for all of those hours. Mm-hmm. This cop did. You know, <laughs> if you start a shift at eight a.m. Mm-hmm. and you don't get off till nine a.m. the next morning, that's twenty-five hours in a day. Yeah. Okay, I've done that. Uh, um, in the in the the worst thing I've ever worked on. Uh, but um, yeah, I only got paid a flat rate of like 
probably like $150. I am going to absolutely guarantee you that no cop at SPD has ever worked 24 hours straight. Uh, oh, no. And, no, this is a total I scam. Also guarantee you this guy's never worked 80 hours in a week either. Uh, it really goes to, I mean, the thing about police overtime, which is always a sticky issue in contracts, and if you ever go to any city, the police log these huge mountains of overtime. Also, if you look back into, like, you know, the 80s and 90s when every major American city also had investigations in their police department, you'll find one of the big chapters in the report will always be about fixing overtime hours. Yeah. Uh, this has been the uh, perennial problem with the police is that uh, given free reign to murder and stuff, they also get fond of other crimes <laughs> and uh, have essentially embezzled, I mean, this guy in particular, I mean, he's probably embezzled couple hundred thousand dollars out of the city budget by in one year yeah in one year with these false filings i mean the department itself i mean millions easy just down the toilet and essentially just stolen money through falsified hour sheets um one of those kind of things that you think would be a major scandal if it involved anybody that wasn't spd (laughs) but for some reason these were fucking completely this guy was a fucking bus driver yeah. Oh God. Yeah. They would have. He would have been burned at the stake. The like, police would have showed up to kill him by now. Yeah. Yeah. Or imagine if this was like AIDS. You know, if this was some people like attached to Shama Sawant in any way. Like this would be the only thing that any newspaper ran for the next ten years. But instead, yeah, no, it's SPD, for, so it's yeah. already in the memory hole. This came out last week. Already gone. We'll we'll post the article in the show notes, but. It's really astonishing uh, as we go into this budget crunch and, uh, you know, we've already watching the city council completely collapse on defunding SPD. So when SPD actually gets a budget bump, you know, on this amended budget and they cut services to literally everybody else, uh, just remember all the money they stole (laughs) over the last, you know, in their existence, but over the last year, 10 years, whatever. Uh, Really astonishing. Uh, I mean, think of how many, you know, homes we could have built for the homeless or whatever, just money stolen by police. <laughs> but Yeah, times. I mean, they, you know, look, they just do everything with total impunity. Like, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, that's the thing, right, is if you're going to give them a license to murder with total impunity, well, you know, not everybody necessarily has a stomach for murder, but you've essentially green-lighted literally every other crime, which is, by the way, why cops, like, beat their wives at a much higher rate than the rest of the population. Yeah. Why they rape at a much higher rate than the rest of the population, you know? They literally because, engage yes. in all crime at a higher rate than the rest of the population. Because, if you, because you need to have created this system that protects them from prosecution Mm -hmm. for the thing you need them to do which is to terrorize poor black and brown people yeah yeah exactly that system then necessarily to be able to accomplish that goal it protects them from everything yeah yeah 100 percent. so yeah they're above the fucking law yeah so you know that story came out. Unfortunately, it was completely drowned out by the fact that a teenager in Kenosha, Wisconsin, a place where normally teens are just hanging out at Owl's Diner and, <laughs> you know, having fun hijinks, jumping over uh, sharks with their motorbikes and whatnot. Um, happy Days takes place in Milwaukee, but nice try. No, it takes place in Kenosha. No, it doesn't. Nope. You just remember that from the Weezer video? I do. <laughs> and I've just corrected you. Damn. Anyways, the point being, uh, Kenosha, Wisconsin zone. Uh, but yeah, so in Kenosha, you know, another just absolutely heinous fucking police murder, which set off, you know, demonstrations against the police in Kenosha. Attempted murder, uh, as of now, anyway. Yeah, and then, uh, a, a teenager, yeah, miraculously, and then a teenager shows up and just fucking starts mowing people down with his rifle. I mean, and everybody saw the video. It's very disturbing. I mean, there's not a ton to say about it, you know, about this individual in particular. He drove from out of state. His mother drove him from Illinois. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His mom dropped him off at the shooting. And, uh, you know, I, I, you know, as somebody joked on Twitter, I guess with the schools closed, you know, this is the only place you can do shootings at anymore. Yeah. But I mean, that's real, man. It's 
I think the thing to say about this is there was a lot of panic that this means the sort of uh, militia brown shirts are going to come out and start mowing people down. And while I don't want to say that's obviously not going to happen or something like that, I, I do think we are ripe for a mass shooting, right? Yeah. And, and there's already been several attempts, right? There's one in Seattle already, right? Uh, attempted mass shooting. So, like, we, you know, we know this is coming. We know it's definitely going to happen. We know that the violence is going to increase. It's also important to remember, too, that, like, most people on the right are extremely lazy and cowardly. Yeah. And that the violence is actually still mainly going to come from the police. Right. It's We don't we don't need that to happen. Yeah. We don't need the... the They've killed they more than need... 700 people this year already. Like, yeah, that is... Fly that's a pat. fucking massacre. They kill over 1,000 a year. I mean, it's... It's, it's going to be well over 1,000 this year. Oh, well, I mean, they're going to fly past their normal map. But, I mean, that's that's an astonishing amount of people. Right. <laughs> so, the, the, the Facebook agitators, the LARPer-brained people who, like, fantasize about getting out there mostly aren't going to do it. There's going to be a few mm. lone wolves who do it, and like this Rittenhouse character. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, but, but yeah, the, the cops are still the real threat, you know? Yeah. And, um, and I think, you know, the, this sort of, the thing to pay attention to was the cooperation between the police and these sort of right wing militia groups, which has been a constant in the United States. And, yeah. you know, um, I don't think that we've reached some new point where all of a sudden the police are like, yeah, we're just going to overlook like right-wing militia shooting people and stuff like that. That's just a point we've always been at. Yeah. We're just noticing it because we're in they, this sort of hyper-vigilant period right now. They you know? understand that their role is political. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They understand that they have politics. They are yeah. right-wing. They're yeah. MAGA. And they understand that they're that, that is attached to their identity and their role as cops. They don't have a maybe very sophisticated understanding of it but yeah they understand there are enemies and and friendlies you yeah know? and they understand their political role more than a lot of people on the left understand the police's political role so yeah. that yeah um and that of course you know led to uh the mayor of portland ted wheeler uh just human dipshit um basically saying like hey uh people gotta stand up and take their cities back or whatever in some dumbass tweet which then led to a you know incident in portland right where a bunch of maga shitheads uh drove their marauded through the street yeah drove all their dualies to the streets of portland fucking escorts by the cops just yeah, yeah shooting fucking paintballs at people throwing shit at people yeah and i guess one of them decided that he wanted to get a little closer to the action and while carrying, you know, while open carrying, uh, he fucking maced somebody in the streets of Portland, and that guy fucking shot him. Well, right? He had a knife as well. Yeah, and um, you know, and then and uh, I mean, the ironic thing is that you know a Black Lives Matter medic then tried to give him first aid, at which point the police literally kicked her off of him and let him die in the streets because his death was politically more valuable <laughs> if he just died in the street. But, well, um, that's e- that's easy enough yeah. to say, but at the same time, that's what they. To be fair to mm-hmm. the cops, that's just what they do in every yeah, yeah. situation. Yeah. So I think I think a death, right wing or left wing, a death was more valuable to them. Yeah. Than not having a death is very similar to the you know deaths that we had at the chop or whatever, where you know the police are withholding the ambulances and stuff. Where it's just any death is fine. Like it's good. They'll take yeah. it. Because you know? it's it's the chaos that they are the antidote to. Yep, exactly right. So, um, so there's the shooting in Portland uh, again. I think that for so the, well for the so, right, what, but what? at this point, this Rittenhouse shithead had yeah. had gone and just just cold bloodedly murdered. Yeah, shown up to murder people. Done so, and so now everyone's on edge, right? Yeah, yeah. Now, like. Yeah, and that's what I think I think we've hit this like weird overlap period where where these right wing groups were very happy to go to these demonstrations and terrorize people at the demonstrations because they knew the demonstrations were peaceful 
and they knew that the people yes. at the demonstrations were disciplined enough that they wouldn't do anything. So they could get in fist fights with people. Yeah. They could punch some people and open while open carrying. Yeah, and not get killed. Yeah, and then which is something, by the way, of course, you know, it goes without saying, not afforded to the left, right? No. Courtesy not afforded to the left. So, but we reached this weird overlap because of the Rittenhouse shooting, where there are people on the left now are just saying, "Fuck it, I'm just not going to put up with it anymore." And you know, and also the idea too of like uh, these right wingers are going to fucking kill us, right? You know, so they're, you know, they're at a heightened, you know, sort of spot. And of course, this guy goes attacks somebody and gets fucking shot, right? All this is very predictable, I guess. Is what I'm trying to say because we're in this weird overlap where the right feels they have free reign to terrorize people. And people on the left are starting to say, fuck it, I'm not giving them free reign anymore. And we're in the overlap of that, right? Yeah. And I think the ultimate resolution of this whole case, which happened last night, unfortunately, is the thing that we should really pay attention to and take It was a, the most predictable thing of all. Kyle yeah. Rittenhouse, I mean, a lot of people said this from the beginning. That little shithead, of course, he's been paraded all over conservative media he has he is not going to serve any real consequences for his oh, actions. Oh yeah, Rittenhouse will be like a Republican nominee for some fucking state position or something. Yeah, he'll, you know, that, like, he's not going to jail. He's, he'll he's going be like, to Washington. He'll be like uh, so many characters who come to prominence because of crime, like like you know in the in the mold of like in like the totally degenerated like lineage of the totally like washed out degenerated mold of uh oliver north or something yeah, right yeah so like the now the 2020 version where instead of like a you know an army colonel uh you mm. know found guilty of crimes in service of the reagan administration you've now it's the same kind of who then you have to hear about forever mm-hmm. who is just on tv perpetually it's the same thing now, but now for 2020, of course, it's just a 17-year-old murderer yeah. is the same thing because that's where we're well, at now. Well, the the comparison for him, of course, was uh, George Zimmerman, yeah. who continues to uh, sell uh, you know, autographed memorabilia, murder memorabilia. memorabilia. Yeah, yeah and sold is, the, he sold the gun. Yeah. He appears at like gun shows and stuff as like a celebrity appearance and all this kind of shit. I mean, he's literally like he lives off of the fact that he murdered a child. Like, that's his career at this point. And Rittenhouse will be the same way. Like, he will be the mass shooter kid that they all love. Um, now, Michael... Meanwhile... Yeah, meanwhile, Michael Reinel, who, you know, uh, shot this guy in Portland, or at least was alleged to be the shooter in Portland, I, I think we could say fairly certainly he probably he, did, but... He <laughs> seemed to, admi- he seemed he seems to, to basically admit, it many admit times. that but much but, in the know, Vice interview. But um, uh, a little less clear than the Rittenhouse one, but yeah. yeah. But... Last night, we hear that apparently in Lacey, Washington, right outside of Olympia, uh, a bunch of unmarked police SUVs pulled up, 40 to 50 gunshots were fired, and Michael Reinel is dead. Executed. Yeah. Executed by the police, right? No trial for him, no presidential pardon, certainly, just uh, executed like, you know, I mean... But that's this is just it's very much in the same style of the background violence of everything else, right? Of yeah. of the whole reason these this uprising is happening, you know. So it's like this is a very this is a more specific type of yeah. political violence, right? Like this is the the right wing federal government and its you know uh, pig forces dealing a blow against blm Mm -hmm. that they could a very public one that sends a message but it's very much in the mode of all the constant continual violence against black brown poor people in this country against over 700 in this year that's just like that exactly the same thing there's an interaction with law enforcement this he was getting into his car and then oh well something you know sure we were trying to just arrest this person but you know didn't go that way and we just plugged him full of 40 holes yeah and it's uh, it, and it, so it's just the way it is yeah it has actually its own sort of uh resemblance to uh the murder of Maurice Clemens 
which in 2009, Maurice Clements was the guy who had gone into a Lakewood coffee shop and shot three cops, right? And there was a... He, it was rumored because he was black that he was in the Central District, and it led to this absolutely uh, horrifying police crackdown in the Central District here in Seattle. And um, the cop that eventually murdered Clemens, basically, by his own account, said Clemens had already been shot. He was basically dying, could barely stand, and the cop fucking just lit him up, you know, on the street, right? Um which, whatever you think of what Maurice Clemens did, I think the idea that if somebody is guilty of a crime, you're allowed to just execute them in the street is a little fucking well, <laughs> insane to, for an agent of well, the state, that, right? But, you know? but, but, but that is, that, whether you like it or not, yeah. that is that reads as justice to a lot of people in America. Yeah, and that reads as justice to the police. Oh, and, for sure. And it's, I think, very much a reminder for as much as we panicked you know, I think rightfully about the Rittenhouse stuff and, you know, what are these right wing militias going to do? Are we going to have these right wing shooters? It's a reminder the shooters already exist, right? Yeah. They're armed by the state, armored by the state, protected by the state. And uh, whatever the right wing does this year, the police are going to lap them 10 times over probably on murders. Right, and because they, they are, they are, the police are the right wing. They are yeah. they are political. They are yeah. a political force. They yeah. are a right wing fascist political force that is organized in cooperation with the state, legitimated by the state. They are it's and so it's just never it's not gonna be a question of a force of brown shirts coalescing yeah. of paramili of parapolice, yeah. para law enforcement heroes <laughs> yeah. coming together. Uh, it, we don't need that because yeah. we have progressed beyond that. We are farther ahead in that development than any of the fascists of the early 20th century. Yeah. We, we have moved past that without, mm. like, we just have this enormous army of blue shirts yeah. uh, out there. They understand their role is political. They understand they are right-wing authoritarians. They understand they know what side their bread is buttered on. They are MAGA mm -hmm. for that reason, and they know their job is to terrorize and kill and and uh, to oppress poor people, black people, brown people, the left, uh, any challenges to uh, the right. Yeah, and I think, you know, we had talked a little bit off mic on this, and, and we've talked about this on the show before, but there's this tendency, uh, particularly on social media, and particularly among the left, right, to take a snapshot of today, and it's a completely understandable tendency, but to take a snapshot of things happening today and then, like, compare it to, like, a snapshot of 1933 in Germany or whatever yeah. and do, like, a checklist of, like, this or that without really taking into account how different the internal situations of the two countries are in that you know 1930s germany or italy right you have essentially failed states that are imperial also rands uh that have large left movements within them whereas the united states is the imperial power in the world the producer of weapons and violence in the world and has no left to speak of right. at all challenging it so they have way. no challenge so the united <laughs> yeah. states has no challenges within or without mm -hmm. so which is very much the opposite of Nazi yeah. Germany, right? Which embarked on this global imperialistic crusade that was insane. Yeah. That made no sense to everyone watching at the time. You know, when 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 the Germans started the Blitzkrieg heading west through Belgium, the French didn't fucking believe it. They're like, you're fucking crazy. This yeah. is never going to work. <laughs> and they were right. It was never going to work. Well, some of the French uh, thought that. Other French thought, uh, hey, let's do it with you guys. Yes. No. <laughs> Form yes. a government. Like, but, yeah. But, but, yeah. But that, you know, and, yes, there was this massive, before that, earlier, there was this massive and powerful, enormously powerful, enormously popular uh, left movements in mm -hmm. in Germany that, that had to be confronted. And so yeah. this developed in very different ways and yeah. here none of that is true and so this the development mm -hmm. of right-wing authoritarianism mm -hmm. has 
basically lapped those yeah. those the development of the the 30s fascist states because it's been able to do so with no resistance yeah, at yeah. any level and so it has been able to develop itself in this very sophisticated and ingrained and legitimized way without any of the friction mm-hmm. along the way yeah like it's been this smooth sailing so now you have so the you know the brown shirts in this scenario didn't have to develop in a ser- in a long series of massive massive clashes with the left in the streets it just yeah. developed seamlessly basically while it slowly and methodically but at this low level that doesn't register for mm. most of america was able developed by terrorizing black people and poor yeah. people in this country but on this this individualized level that wasn't about the spectacular violence of confronting large movements in the streets all at once like it's having to do now mm-hmm. if it if this movement was happening at a time when there were only a quarter the number of cops say in america and they didn't understand themselves somehow as a unified right-wing political force it would be very different and it might be harder if it had mm. this level of resistance all along the last 75 years or something uh, to develop into what it is now. But it didn't have that resistance, so it just kept growing while enacting its terror and violence on one individual yeah. person to, at a time. Yeah, I mean, the big thing that is... Uh sort of obviously and internally different between sort of a you know these comparisons we make to 30s fascist sites in in modern america is the lack of internal challenge to the state's power right so you know we have to try and think like the violence we're seeing in the streets from the police right now is not unique to this moment or is only unique to this moment because of the leftward resistance that's actually bringing out the sort of desire to crush the left right yeah if this movement existed 20 years ago the police would be doing all the same things they're doing right now you know 20 years ago right like nothing is nothing fundamentally changed i think this is idea that trump got elected and something fundamentally changed with policing and the answer is no it didn't this is who they've always been right and that's what's important to understand the trump is is doubly irrelevant because if you want to compare again if we're just on this jag of comparing it to 30s fascism like um they this level of these this sort of blue shirt force has developed without one of the key features of of you know antiquated fascism which is the leader right it's managed to do all to come this far again without the theatricality without the large like uh Mm. presence of all these other things but also without a leader the fact that trump gets in there and is fully formed the personification of a right-wing authoritarian leader figure mm-hmm. well it's that's great they're like oh we all get it great he didn't have to build us but yeah. we get it we're on we're on his side yeah they understand this but what that should tell you is that he he has inherited yeah america yeah, he has inherited right-wing authoritarian, well, racist America. Yeah, there's. Um, he didn't have to create it as the fascist leader. Yeah, I mean, there's this sort of uh, famous, I think, the guys of Irving Kircher book called "The Hitler Myth," where he essentially argues that, like, you know, Hitler is Nazi Germany, not in the way that like he's making all the decisions, but in the way that they built a political mythos around this individual leader that they attach their political values onto right and, and that structured the politics of nazi germany or whatever and the thing is is it's the exact opposite for trump right america you know america isn't trump trump is america yeah. right he is somebody who everything that is awful about this absolutely dog shit awful fucking country is embodied in this one horrifying human being and he was able to like <laughs> tap yeah. into that vibe and and yeah. sell himself as yeah. that and so it's ready made there's a slot ready made yeah. for him yeah it means that he didn't create this there's a slot. throne waiting there yeah. just empty for yeah. the leader to sit in and raise yeah. his hand 
Yeah, instead then, of creating the slop, he basically arose out of it and like sat in it, right? Yeah. You know, and that's the thing. And uh but yeah, I mean I I think you know, obviously the this uh shooting of, of Michael, this murder of Michael Ronald last night, um, you know, it's uh we're still processing it, but I think that was sort of my main takeaway of we focused a lot on the idea of militia and things like that when the obvious thing was right in front of our face, which is it's the cops. The blue shirts, man. That's yeah. what I'm calling them now. And, you know, I mean, sorry to continue the bad news. <laughs> um, but the other thing that happened in Seattle, was, and I think ties into all this, was there was a King County Sheriff's deputy doing what they're prone to do, which is driving like an asshole fucking maniac. Yeah. And uh, he slammed into a parked car that had uh, two people in it and uh, killed the woman in the passenger seat, Sarah Lair, who is a member of the Seattle Bike Brigade and had yeah, been going and to... a civil rights lawyer, immigration yeah, yeah. lawyer. Someone evidently very well loved by a lot of people in this town, a lot of people mm-hmm. in the movement. Um, really, a lot of touching tributes to this person uh, who was very involved in activism in the uprisings in you know, mm-hmm. throwing down with the cops uh, putting herself on the line as part of the bike brigade as well as you know professionally as a lawyer and you know this is this, you know, I was just saying like, I was telling my mom like yeah it's the, the only site of danger for cops most of the time is their own erratic driving right mm-hmm. and that's very true like again yeah it is statistically a very safe job and basically all the deaths and injuries are from them driving like psychos because mm-hmm. they think they own the road they drive yeah. like fucking shitheads all the time and then worst of all they then engage in chases which of course yeah. every department is like oh those that's against our policy yeah. like everything else because everyone understands that it's a total waste of everything and just a, to- a dangerous mm-hmm. thing they shouldn't engage in but they do it anyway like everything else yeah like ev- you know it's one of these reforms like oh we're not going to do that anymore but they do it anyway um but of course, uh, it you know the story that came out. I mean, I first heard about this just in conversation um, on Monday, I think, at work, um, and then I started looking up. And the Seattle Times report says that the police say um, that the deputy had a medical emergency uh, while driving his cruiser. His partner um, shot him in the head, or yeah, something like that. Um, no, and then it's been reported yeah. they're saying like um, that he had a stroke at yeah. the wheel, and uh, you know what? That could be true. That could happen. You know, people driving cars sometimes do have people have strokes. People mm-hmm. do uh, ha- that does happen. That is a thing that could have happened here. Uh, the thing is. You don't have to uh, believe that at yeah. all. There's no, there's literally no reason for you to believe that. Yeah. In fact, because it's what police are saying happened, Almost I would not discount it yeah. as an explanation. I would say that because police, we know, literally lie about everything. They yeah. literally never publicly tell the truth about literally anything. And lie yeah. especially and in coordinated ways to protect themselves. Yeah. I would say that the explanation given uh, is something that should be just basically dismissed out of hand until a just mountain of evidence for it crashes down on you. On the other hand, we know that statistically, these people drive like fucking psychos and they cause accidents constantly, injuring themselves and others. In this case, this piece of shit uh, plowed into uh, this this pillar of the community yeah uh, murdering them yeah and the fact that it is and so i'm gonna base what i think about this story on that those facts yeah because those are the facts a cop who shouldn't exist uh is a just reprehensible human being uh who is driving a cruiser that shouldn't exist that Again, we know they drive like assholes and kill people all the time. Uh, 
fucking hit this car hard and a parked car hard enough to uh, kill this person and their cat. And the thing is, the yeah, the fact that the cops say it was a stroke, like that means nothing to me. Yeah. Uh, that is as that is less interesting a piece of information to me mm. than the suspiciousness of sure. the death of this person who was a a uh prominent uh civil rights immigration mm. lawyer and uh BLM protest activist. Now, there's no evidence that this was a targeted killing, but it rises it raises my suspicion as something you should look into w- well more than yeah. uh the stroke uh explanation. Yeah. yeah. And and if anyone has a fucking problem with that, they should call and complain to the manager of American fucking policing. Yeah. Okay, because they've never told the truth about literally anything yeah, ever. Yeah. So fuck you. Well, and this is the thing, right? Is you know, uh, maybe uh, for once the police are telling the truth. This person had a stroke, and and that was caused the wreck. Maybe the initial reports are true that this police officer was trying to engage in a high speed chase and fucking killed somebody. Uh, maybe also that the police who yeah lie all the time, who have engaged in vehicle attacks on people, trying to run people over with their vehicles repeatedly, and have engaged in wanton acts of retaliation all over the country, but in Seattle especially, in Lacey, Washington last night, right, that have resulted in people being seriously injured or killed, uh, that it is, to me, perfectly believable that maybe this cop just fucking killed this woman, right? Uh, Out of some fucking psychotic fucking you know, brain bug that is being a cop, right? It, honestly, but there's the not thing, but I, the, th- the targeted aspect of it. There's nothing. There's no good evidence for that. Yeah, yeah. But but the thing that I want to say about this though is the re- the thing about policing, right? And about what uh, uh, like Franz Fanon and, and Christopher Pernia later later like used as well. This idea of the spectacle of terror that surrounds yeah. policing. That's part of the function of policing. Is that in everybody's mind. All three of those possibilities are there, right? Mm-hmm. And which one is true really doesn't matter because the population has absorbed the spectacle of terror that is policing, right? And the impunity of that yeah, terror. Yeah, that's part of the the spectacle, right, is that the terror is out in the open. We know it happens. We know they're capable of doing it, and we know there's nothing that's going to happen to them when they do it, right? And we know that if... This was a high-speed chase that mm-hmm. just ended up murdering this person. The first thing the cops would do was fall back on the story they already have in yeah, their back pocket. And and if the lie gets exposed, still nothing will happen. And we know that if it was you know, an act of retaliation, which I don't not say that it is, but even then, nothing would happen. Oh, right? even less likely anything so would happen. The issue is, is that because of the you know the state of impunity that the police have because of the level of violence that they regularly engage in and because of the you know the lies and things that are attendant to policing you know the constant you know lying to the public the constant spinning of stories right because of all those things people internalize that right they internalize the fear that that causes right of being under that sort of boot right and that is the nature of policing and that is the nature of fascism quite honestly and um and i think that is you know that's what i think we should take out of these incident horrifying incidents of the last week uh and it's uh yeah it's not good it's like the 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 sign off for the show now it's not good it's not it's not good no well fuck that was horrifying um jesus you know, uh, honestly, uh, Sarah Lair sounds like you know absolutely wonderful person. If there's any, you know, if there's any fund or anything, we'll put it in the show notes. I, we don't really know. We're all still processing things. Um, so that's been Seattle sucks. It still sucks. It's fucking awful. Stay safe. Yeah, know. yeah. Stay safe out there and be careful. And uh, we'll they'll invade your uh, ears next week i guess 
Yeah. All right. Might have a special surprise guest next episode. Uh, potentially. We are working on getting a blockbuster surprise guest. So uh, something to look forward to. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.